success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, hey that's Thank not so what creates success. Us on the She's Join us here podcast. where we will we chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lee. And this is the She's Invincible Podcast. And great service to her clients. Alicia not only survived, but actually thrived during the mortgage crisis that began in 2006. Through a relentless and never-ending commitment to customer service and integrity as a core value, Alicia has built a successful mortgage business in the midst of the industry's tightening regulations. Alicia has moved 10 times and has a unique perspective that she brings to her real estate business. In addition, Alicia has bought and sold multiple properties as a real estate investor. As one of the nation's leading mortgage experts with more than 18 years of experience, Alicia has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Business Radio Network, NPR, and on Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, and more for her expertise with VA mortgages and first time home buyers. In addition, Alicia has been interviewed in US News and World Report multiple times, as well as Realtor.com for the National Association of Realtors. Alicia is the author of the number one bestseller, How to Get Approved for the Best Mortgage Without Sticking a Fork in Your Eye. I love, love that book. It's available online at aliciastobybooks.com. Alicia has also written articles for Zillow and realestate.com, as well as the American Business Journals and I-95 Business. Alicia mm -hmm. is also a Florida Realtors faculty member. Alicia's team has been honored three years running as a top lender in Northeast Florida, ranked by volume by the Jacksonville Business Journal, and Alicia was recognized as a top 50 business influencer in 2014 by Advantage Magazine. Can you tell this woman is a rock star? Alicia has a proven track record as a successful business coach and has launched her specialized self-starter coaching series in spring 2015, Unlimited Ascent. Alicia has also shared home buying tips that help first-time home buyers save thousands at Florida, the FL Times Union Home Buyers Expo the last two years. For more information on Alicia's mortgage services, visit closein30days.com. Alicia's belief that enduring dedication to your client always wins has earned her A plus Better Business Bureau ratings and five star customer service reviews on Social Survey and Zillow.com. Alicia presented her secrets of success at Harvard University in April 2015 
and managing yourself and leading others in February 2016. She's a national keynote speaker on a variety of topics, including home buying, residential mortgages, and strategic business coaching. Alicia served as a special subject consultant to the new Oxford American Dictionary published in 2001. Alicia also contributed to 199 facts about credit scores. A few of Alicia's hobbies include travel, art, music, scuba diving, paddleboarding, and running, as well as constant and never-ending improvement. Alicia has studied with Tony Robbins, Keith Cunningham, and Ted McGrath. Can you guys imagine like sitting here face to face with this amazing, incredible woman? And today we not only celebrate the impact and her accomplishments in this world, but she has also just launched another, and it will be another number one best-selling book. Yes, I know it. And it is called Journey to Success. It is 52 weekly habits you can master without sticking a fork in your eye. Oh my gosh, Alicia, <laughs> girlfriend, it is so fun to have you back here. You truly are invincible and we are so excited to talk to you today. Welcome. Thanks, Cammie. I'm so excited to be here. You make it so fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is so fun. You did, you worked so hard. I, I mean, your bio is outrageously exciting and how joyful to, to even think like, oh my gosh, I lived that life. I did all those things. Doesn't that blow your mind? It does. It actually does. I remember I was, um, talking with somebody yesterday and when I sort of had the epiphany of a huge life change, I was in Fiji and I was thinking about all the places I had been that year and it was Fiji, South Africa, Whistler, you know, bobsledding on the Olympic track. I mean, just, it was crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have, my life is, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And you, and you know what I love about you, especially is that you have accomplished so many things and you are giving back. Like I, you know, I, we're friends on social media. I see the posts. I read the reviews that your clients are still submitting today about the way that that you serve and and the excellence that you show up with and that you seriously are making a huge impact in the world and you are really helping other people to you know move into houses and mortgages with ease and listen i appreciate you so much and so let's get girl let's get into this let's jump in so let's i mean we told these guys a lot about your bio but let's tell them like your your short story of like how'd you even get here like you didn't grow up and play with your barbies and be like i'm gonna be a mortgage lady right <laughs> so tell them like how did you get where you are what makes you invincible let's go there first so mortgage is actually my second career. My first career was in radio. I was on the air in college and kind of worked my way through school doing that. And uh, I mean, I used to get up at 3 a.m. and drive to this little tiny in Zephyr Hills, if anybody drinks Zephyr Hills, spring water. Uh, I was outside of Tampa. So I was in college and I would get up at three and I would drive to do their morning show, which, you know, we probably had like four listeners. It was a tiny little a.m. station, but 
I mean, I, I just, it, it's crazy. So then I went into radio from there, but I also worked my way through, through college the whole time. I mean, um, I had, uh, I, I was a resident assistant, so I got to work in the dorm and then I, ha I got housing and I got the food plan. So, I mean, I just, I guess I've always been scrappy, so, <laughs> but, uh, which is always good lessons. And then actually, I remember when I graduated, you know, it's funny, my, my mom always said to me, just do what you like and the money will follow. And I, I remember as a child, I didn't really understand what that meant, but I always knew that I just did what I liked. And if my, you know, later on, um, you know, as long as my heart was truly in it and I was coming from a serving mentality, everything else works out. But it's funny because I do remember when I was in school and I graduated and I, I called my mom up and I said, okay, well, I don't have a job yet and I don't have a place to live. Can I come home? And God bless my mother. She's so smart. She said, of course, you're welcome anytime and the rent will be. So I was like, well, if I have to pay rent, I'm going to stay right here in Tampa because I have, I can go live with my friends or, and I end up getting a little tiny, tiny um, one bedroom apartment. But it's just funny because always the love was there and always supportive. Uh, but you, you know, you, you're, you're graduated. You go on your own now. You know, so I mean. God bless her. So she's the one she's, she's the mama bird who pushed you right out of the nest. Right. So, yep. so did you, where did you grow up? Like if you would have gone home, where would that have been? Oh, so all over. So born in Hawaii, moved to Long Island, Connecticut, East coast of Florida, West coast of Florida is where I went to, to college, uh, South Florida. Um, and then I would have moved back to Ormond beach. So, um, and now that's like an hour South. I mean, I'm in Neptune and, uh, I love the beach. So it's awesome. So yeah. So instead of going back to the, to the smaller town where, you know, it, it, I believe it's always good to, to push the envelope, right? I, I, I'm not saying I would have been a big fish in a small pond, but I would have been completely comfortable with my old school of fish, right? So some, sometimes you got to go to the new fish and, you know, getting a job in Tampa was certainly a different pond. Um, and then I went to Baltimore after that. And then I went to uh, Northern Virginia after that. So, um, you know, thank goodness. Um, I like to meet new people. <laughs> so, right? so and then I moved back after all that um to to uh st augustine and then jacksonville so and now back out to the beach so, so yeah what inspired you to go from radio to mortgages so it's interesting because uh so radio sales are really and i did marketing uh as well uh but to me it's it's people and numbers and real estate and mortgages are numbers and people and if you put the people first again and you're good with the numbers. Again, if you come from a serving mentality, to me, it just all falls into place. So um, I'd, I'd like real estate. I've been investing in real estate um, since, goodness, like 19, uh, maybe 1999. Um, so we talked before, like, you know, I totally lost my shirt in 2006 and a lot of other clothes too and money. But, um, but yeah, so I wanted to, I always loved real estate. I love the uh, concept of real estate. I always say it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, and, uh, and and it's fun and it'll change your life. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for worse. It just, you know, thank goodness I've learned from those lessons. And, um, you know, I 
so blessed to help so many people in the mortgage industry, whether my, my clearly my passion is for the rookies, those first time home buyers, love to help them through the process. And, you know, obviously buying a home was one of the top three most stressful things you can do in your entire life. And what I found is that there's a lot in the mortgage process that the mortgage loan officer and the realtor both can do to make it less stressful on their, on, on our clients. And I really try to approach it that way. So, and then if I get to work with uh, repeat customers or people who are investors, you know, it makes me feel great to be able to help them put together their retirement portfolio, that cash flow. So I just, I'm, I'm so fortunate. So. So, okay. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring this back. What you said about um, investing in real estate is not for the faint at heart. So, so let, uh, we're going to go all over the place today and I can't wait <laughs> to talk about your new book, but I, I can't even, <laughs> I can't ignore, right. What we just came through and um, any advice. So like, uh, so let's talk a little bit about that, about mortgages, um, about uh, investing, right? So, you know, when you say it's not for the faint at heart, it sounds pretty scary to me, right? Like you take your life savings and invest it into a property and then you rent it and maybe the person doesn't pay the rent or so like, do you have like some things, tips that you could tell to people that um, just like when, when to do that? Like, I know now is a really great time to, in, to invest in real estate. So, so what, what needs to be in place? You know, is it, is it okay to like take everything you have and do it? Is that crazy? Or is that like, would you say, just do it? Like now there's no better time than now. Well, I, I'm super conservative. So um, now is a great time for a couple of reasons. Uh, one interest rates are so low. And so, I mean, if you just think about the principal and interest portion of the mortgage payment. There's also property taxes, homeowners insurance, maybe a condo fee or HOA. But if just look at the principal and interest, same $100,000, let's just use round numbers, right? Loan amount was at 4% a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago. You know, if it's at 3% now, I mean, you're paying 25% less on a monthly payment on the same money. So the opportunity to leverage is great right now. I don't know that I would use my whole savings and pay cash or put a large down payment, but depending on what the goals are, you know, you need to calculate your return on investment. And this is where real estate, you know, you get excited, you get passionate. Oh, that house looks great. I'm going to, you know, buy that one and I'll, you know, have, I'll be an investor and the house isn't always going to look like that, especially once people get in it. They may treat it like their own, which is awesome, but not everybody does. Um, so there is that. And then you can't get emotionally involved in the sale. It's hard not to, right? You know, even if you're selling your own house, I mean, most real estate deals fall apart over less than $2,500. Those are the facts. Whether it's a $500,000 deal or a $600,000 deal or a $200,000 deal, it's that 2,500 bucks that people just don't agree on, which is phenomenal, very interesting to me, but that's a whole nother sidebar. So yeah, I think, um, you know, be diligent, do your research. People get excited and they think that the market rent is gonna be this, but they don't really, you know, contact a property management, management company or property manager experience in that neighborhood, in that zip code or that part of town to find out really what are you getting for rents for a three one that's 
1200 square feet or a four two that's 2000 square feet, you know, because I'm going to buy it for this. And I'm going to put down this and, and that's where working with the mortgage person is great because you can figure out ahead of time what your estimated payment is going to be. And then you can make the numbers work to see if it's a solid investment. And if you want 8% return on investment or cash on cash, there's other ways to, there's like many different ways to calculate it. Figure out the way that you want to calculate it and stick to it. And then if you want 8% and it's seven, don't buy it. Don't be like, oh, it's just 1% off and it looks nice and rates are low. No, if you wanted eight, get eight. Wow. So, it's easy <laughs> to get excited. I mean, these are mistakes I've made, you know? We all make mistakes. The key is to learn from them and what you take away so you don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And I know we're going to talk more about that too, um, about this topic. But, you know, just you, when you go into it and you're thinking like, I'm going to have these tenants and they're going to pay the rent and that's going to pay it. Well, you know, what happens when they don't, right? And so I feel like that's a big, that's a big risk right there is you need to really cover yourself in case they don't. You're really counting on someone else to pay that bill. So yeah, and mm -hmm. that's not never a good place to be, right? And I think we no. learned that. And there's certain counties in certain states where you'll pay higher capital gains, certain states, you'll pay the federal capital gains when you do decide to exit. Or again, have an exit strategy in mind when you buy these properties, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn them into a real estate investment trust? Are you going to do 1031 in exchange? Are you going to put them in a different trust and defer the tax? So there's a lot of things. I'm not, I don't want to overwhelm people because it is a great opportunity to create massive generational wealth. Absolutely. But there are some details you need to have in place. And some, you know, most people can't learn that overnight and that's okay. So that's why having an experienced team is really important. So I agree. And I love what you just said. Like it is the way to build this, this tremendous wealth, but it's also a way to lose, like you said, your shirt and other parts, <laughs> you know, and like, you've seen both sides of that. Right. And, sure. and, you know, if you have the time, then you could maybe make it back up and even more so, but you could also lose everything. And I think like, that's the risk part where people really have to be willing to lose everything if that's what happens, because that's real right mm -hmm. oh my gosh all right well we already know what makes you invincible oh my gosh but what are you feeling today what what are you feeling like's making you invincible well i just i'm so excited I, I think you know what makes me invincible is perseverance you know i'm human just like everybody else i have good days and bad days i focus on the good days i focus on the good hours i focus on having a great day but whatever happens I, I'm so fortunate to be alive. So I'm just going to keep going. And I'm going to, you know, this year I think was challenging for so many of us in so many ways and so many unexpected ways. And, you know, it's our choice to get up in the morning and just rejoice that we're, we're still here, you know, and, and we have opportunity. There's massive opportunity that happened in the past 10 months, you know, nine months, just phenomenal, phenomenal. I, I, and I, I, I think business is a spiritual game and I had so much fun. Just, well, I mean, I was saddened for the companies, obviously that people, you know, had health issues and lost their jobs. However, for the business owners, 
that went out of business, that's a bummer. But the ones who persevered and the creativity that I saw in the past nine months, it, it just tickled me to death. It was great. I mean, it was lovely. It, isn't it a reminder of how resilient we are and how we can pivot and we can evolve and reinvent like on, in a second, right? I, we saw so much of that. And obviously not everyone did that. Not every business can do that, right? Some businesses, they, they can't do what some others can, but yeah. wow, like we, this has opened up a whole new world that, you know, if we embrace it could be the most exciting thing. So, and I love that. And even for you, and I want to jump into this now, because when would you have time to write another book, right? <laughs> like you already wrote a number one bestseller and you're in the, you know, in the midst of all of this. And this is so exciting. So you just wrote the journey to success and it's the 52 weekly habits that you can master without sticking a fork in your eye. Uh, this is like a sequel, right? Of, and I think there'll be more to come this whole fork in your eye thing. So Yep. Oh my gosh, tell us all about this book. Why? Why did you do it? What inspired you? I'm sure 2020, right? But yeah, so tell us about a little bit about this. Well, what happens in COVID doesn't have to stay in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Happens uh, in the pandemic doesn't have to stay in pandemic, like that Vegas right. commercial. So, so I actually, uh, I got the idea to write this book a few years ago. And I had the idea that I wanted to put together. It originally started as a business book, but this is not a business book. So with that sticking a fork in the eye, it definitely goes to, I just try to make things simple for people because I, I think if you make something, something simple that you can eat one you know, bite at a time, it's a lot easier for people to absorb and taking that information and, and, it was my first case, first book, you know, it is easier if you give them one step at a time to get a mortgage. And in this case, you know, one step at a time for your own journey of success. So I had that idea a couple of years ago. Um, I just, uh, it, it always is so joy, fills me with joy to actually realize how many people are impacted and touched and affected by a book. So a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I want to write another one. This one I'll, I'll do about business. But so when I wrote down the idea and the original concept was, oh, I'll do a business quote every week, right? Because to me, if you tell somebody you got to do this every day and spend 30 minutes, I mean, if you can develop that habit, that's amazing. The reality of the situation is not everybody has that discipline. Not everybody has that choice of uh, time um, or, you know, in the morning or at night. So, and it's, you know, it's little steps, it's little steps. So I just thought, we'll just do this once a week. It'll be a once a week practice and I'll include a different quote every week. So people have motivation, you know, from other great minds. Um, and so I finally sat down to write this book and, you know, with COVID, I just thought it, I just started writing and the quotes that I was pulling there's one chapter about work in the book. Everything else has, has nothing to do with business. Um, it's really about giving each of us an opportunity to create what we see as success. So success could be um, a healthy sex life for some of us. Success could be money and riches. Success could be um, a healthy body physically. Success could be 
a happy, joyous family life. I mean, it's all different. Success could be, you know, I wanted to summit, um, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro. So, I mean, everybody has their own and the book really walks you through a different, um, it's not a meditation, but it's kind of a meditation, you know? So you just take a few minutes every week if they can, you know, people can do it the same day of week. So you establish that routine. That's great. That's 52 weeks. If you're an overachiever and you want to do two weeks, um, um, you know, a week, you want to hit two chapters, you can, and you can be done and you can go back. And so um, it just really walks you through how to tap into and formalize, you know, what you really want, because the bottom line is 52 weeks later, it's going to be another year gone. And it could be a year like COVID, you know, which has been so challenging. And you can actually choose to celebrate those joys that you actually had, you know, where the kids were at home and running around and screaming while you were trying to do a conference call with your boss on Zoom for the first time. Right. And they're running around in their diapers and being crazy, you know, or and so you could get frustrated by that or you could just laugh because guess what? The rest of the country is experiencing the same thing. A lot of people for the first time. And, you know, kids make us laugh. That's one of the beautiful things is they don't have the filter and they don't have the, you know, what does everybody else think? Thank goodness they don't have that. Right. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh, I yeah. love this. I love this. So, so who did you write it for? Just all women or? Yeah. I mean, I really, it's, I really just focused on what would be inspiring for the quotes. Um, and then what prompts. So each there's a different subject. So there's a quote in every chapter and then there's a different um, subject that comes out of that. And then there's different prompts and questions that are in that chapter. <clears throat> and then you write, you think, you read the chapter, um, you know, and then it's it's what you want. So like there's, there's chapters on progress and what does that look like to you? And are you, you know, rewarding yourself along the way? You know, how do you build that in? Let's look back at your past progress. If you have it, great. And if you don't, then what can you do moving forward? So it's not about, you know, you didn't do this and you should do that. It's, it's not that at all. It's really for women who want to celebrate and appreciate themselves and their lives and get more fine-tuned as to what they really want, right? Because we all know we get up and the day can run you and it can run you over like a Mack truck. Or you can get up and you can get focused and know what you're doing and everything, you know, stuff changes all the time. And we talked about this the last time we talked, I was retired, <laughs> right? Then COVID happened. I remember. Which is so, um, but, you know, how you handle that day to day, every day is a new day. So, you know. It's, it's sort of my own sense of spirituality. I love to focus on the positive. I love to focus on um, the outcome that I'm looking for. I love to focus on serving. But the chapters really allow you to do the exercise and figure out what you want, right? Because my perfect love or my perfect sex life may or may not be yours. It may or may not be the next person's. 
my vision of um, what family is important to me and how I want to spend that time is probably different from other people, similar, but different. And then also there are things I talk about, like, you know, do, do you waste time? You know, how do you waste it? Do you zone out for, you know, in front of the TV for four hours or are you feeding your mind positive things like your podcast, for example, or a great book, a novel, or are you spending quality time with your loved ones? I love so, that. Oh my so, gosh. And that, you know, this is perfect too, coming through after 2020 is like, so like the perspective, right? And, uh, and the truth is that we all really have what we need inside, but we don't go to ourselves for it, right? Like, it's like the story of Oz, like when they finally get there, they're like, everything you needed, you already had, right? That the, the heart and the, this, all the things. And so the courage and you're giving yeah. me chills. Yes. Oh, isn't it true? And so, and I actually, and the reason why this is so um, fresh on my mind is because we had another guest uh, that, that we interviewed and she was talking about the, how she does that. And it's almost what you're talking about is almost like journaling. So in your book, it's like an exercise that you do to kind of ponder and reflect and then journal what that looks like to you. And then there you are finding your own answers, not asking someone else, what does success mean to you? You know, like you said, there's so many different, you know, um, examples of success and every person looks at it different. Like for me, it's freedom and impact. Like I want freedom. I want freedom of my money, my time, my schedule, my right. And mm -hmm. it's in, and it's impact. And those are the things. So it's not, you know, some people it's income, right? They feel successful when they reach an income goal. For me, it's an impact goal. So it's, it's yeah. And I think that that is amazing. And I think you're right on time because this really helps people see like what, what it is and what it's about, and then really search their own soul to figure out what it is for them and talk about living your best life, right? You could map that out in every area of the, your life through your book. I love it. So, and I know you have a freebie, so let's tell you, tell them what is it you're, you're doing uh, for the listeners. So yeah, so if your listeners go to keytosuccessinlife.com and uh, we'll put uh, the, uh, the link in the show notes so everybody can just grab it. Uh, I'm actually offering something that's not in the book. So if they want to go to the, buy the book, it'll be available on Amazon and that would be great. I definitely suggest getting the paperback uh, because you can write in it. You can journal in it. Um, and you mentioned, you know, what success means to you. And one of the chapters is actually about legacy. So it's interesting because legacy could be something you leave behind, but it doesn't have, it could be a charitable organization. It could be, you know, do you want to have kids or do you want to raise children that are going to grow into responsible adults that will have an impact in the future? So since you said impact, right, that just got me thinking, sorry, I digress, but I'm so excited. Um, so if they go to um, keytosuccessinlife.com, uh, that, that one is free, that download, it is not in the book. It is completely separate. Um, the sooner you could go there, the better, I would say, because it's in a, uh, a, a little mini ebook, but it's a solid, um, you know, definitely some journaling time. And it prompts you, so what do you want to leave behind, right? 
we all kind of want to, okay, 2020 is behind us now. And what, what, what were good things you want to take into 2021 for the future? So it walks through all of that. Um, one of the questions I, I ask in it, and this is in the, the free gift is, you know, what, if your life was a movie, what would the title be? Right. And then who, who would you, who are you? Are you the hero? Are you the villain? You know, are you the, the protagonist, the antagonist? Like, who do you, who do you, and then who do you want to be? You know, were you kind of a curmudgeon? Were you the antagonist and you want to be, you know, the hero now? So, and again, it's just week after week, you can go by and you can be in a funk or you can truly choose to live your life and create a life that you want. You know, we all just can, can get stuck so many ways and this, you know, I have to do this today. I have to do that today. And really, you don't really, right? You talk about freedom. That's your thing, Cammie. We have the freedom to choose. Yes, we do. You know, just because I always shop at this grocery store, I can stop going there anytime I want, you know, just because that's my habit. What if there's a grocery store that, I don't know, has healthier food or, you know, the, a bigger organic section or whatever. I'm just, you know, using small examples, but you can make those changes that are small changes or big changes. But if you're not cognizant of what you're doing and what you really want, you'll never get there. And the book makes it easy for you to get there. Oh, and the timing is perfect. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, and coming from you, the author of, you know, building success, losing it all, building it again, like, you know, talk about somebody with perspective of leading people, right? Into what's important, what, what is it you want to take with you? What do you want to release? What kind of legacy do you want to build? I love it. I love it. So let me ask you this. Um, is this something that you would recommend couples do together? Is it something like that that might be cool? Like, let's go there for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Feeling so, that, like as you're saying it. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do it if you're single. You could do it um, with as a couple. You could do it with your whole family. It's just, you know, uh, we were talking like, how old are your kids? You know, you could enjoy this over, uh, you know, the next couple of days as an exercise together because, the other thing is, you know, if you if you if you do the um, the journal or the freebie, either way, um, with somebody, um, you know, have space so you each have your own to write, and then as a couple, I would definitely come together and write a write a new one together, right? Because it's a great way to learn about yourself and your spouse. Yeah. And it was what you said about if your life was a movie, what would be, what would it be called? And what would you, who would you play? What part are you in this movie? And that it prompt, whatever, for whatever reason, it prompted me to think like, oh my gosh, this would be really great to do with my husband. So I'm thinking like, yeah, this would be such a cool partner thing. Cause you see too many people like grow apart, right. Versus growing yes. together. But what a time to bring couples together, especially the ones who've made it through this. And, you know, cause a lot, I think the divorce rate may have gone up. Mm -hmm. uh, I think yes. it was at 50% at the beginning of 2020. And I, I think it's higher. And, um, so I think this could be really cool for that too. And I, I think that that's really a neat thing. And I, my kids would definitely be blessed by this with their spouses. It's, and the thing is, it's, it's a self-discovery for yourself. So if you have the opportunity to do, to do the self-discovery of your spouse, 
and then in a mutual exchange and then come up with something you, you, you both want together, that's beautiful. And most of us don't take the time to do that. And guess what? It's the most, it's the most important thing. Right. I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That was the message I got from you oh, when I'm you so started excited. with the movie, yeah. the title of the movie. I was like, it hit, it hit me like lightning. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you have been so busy working on all these new, amazing things. And, um, this has just been great. Anything else we need to tell these, these listeners about your amazing new book other than they can get it at aliciastobybooks.com. Correct. And then the freebie at uh, yeah. key to su- success in life.com. Yeah. I mean, I would just say that I'm human just like everybody else. And I definitely had my own challenges this year. And when I sat down to write a business book, it came out more spiritual because I, I feel like that's what we all really need. Yeah. And would you say that this was kind of like a healing for you too, as you went through the process of writing a book? I always feel like the teacher always learns the biggest lessons, right? It's like we're teaching the people, but the teacher's the one who gets the most from it. So did you feel that way in this journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So, so tell us like one thing that you really feel that you got, um, from the process process of writing a book. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there that even me, I haven't finished my book yet. Uh, so like, you know, what, what was it? Why should they finish their book? What, what did you really get from that? Oh, wow. Well, if you're writing a book, I mean, for me, the shift is always when I am a hundred percent focused on serving, it just, it comes out of me. I don't, that's probably the best way I can say it. So through the process, it, it really just, and again, you know, it's been such a crazy year ups, ups and downs for me as well this year, but I feel like in the writing of the book, it really just put me in touch with yet again. I mean, you know, I live a life of gratitude and, and serving, but for me, I completely, I mean, I went from being on the road, traveling and volunteering and serving and like, and just, for business as well as pleasure and vacation, you know, 10 or 15 days a month to I'm grounded, you know, (laughs) and and I didn't do anything to get in trouble. So for me, just the whole shift of what, you know, what I, what makes me happy, right? Because what used to make me happy, I, I can no longer do the way I did it. I mean, I can still travel and, you know, but people are freaked out and, you know, so you don't, and cautious and for me respectful um so i had to figure out all over again where are my simple joys where are my big joys what lights me up like a christmas tree versus maybe not so much and especially um i've had some past health issues so i was high risk so the beginning of covid also i was in isolation so you know now that were you know able to move a bit more freely um and and everywhere is not actually a lot of places have curfews and they're still you know struggling but now that you can move around and you can see people who do i really want to see you know 
Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, because, you know, we just take that for granted. Like we just run in these circles, right? Whether it's our work circle or our friends or our, you know, bike riding, beach walking, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And that, yeah. And then now all of a sudden, now this pause has really had us reflect on these deeper relationships, right? At a deeper level. Yeah. I, oh, that's so powerful. I, and I didn't really think of that, but I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. A good friend of mine always says, if you're not contributing, then you're detracting from my life. Like that's her, that's her, <laughs> you know, that's how she decides she's going to spend time with. And I mean, it's all, you know, that's it's very, flat yeah, it's flat footed and it's to the point because, yeah. you know, if you think about that and you really look, one of the chapters I talk is in the book is a sphere of support. Who do you surround yourself with? I mean, forget the fact that whoever you surround yourself with, you will ultimately become. But in the meantime, is it energy suckers and you're going all the way downhill? Or is it a joyous journey of people who, you know, inspire you and support you and encourage you to be your best self and encourage you to take that first step or that second step? Or they're there to hear you, you know, when you took five steps back, you know, and you couldn't afford to or you didn't have the health to, or you didn't have the time to, you know? Oh, I love this. And you know, like speaking from a parent, right? As parents are very particular about who their kids hang around with, right? Like I, this is so great. I'm so glad you went here and I'm so excited to read this part of your book. But like, you know, this is the thing we teach our children is like who, who they should hang around with and who they shouldn't and who to be cautious of. And yet we don't follow that same rule. And like, I always have that visual about the bad fruit, right? So if there's one bad piece of fruit in the bowl, all the fruit goes bad really fast, mm -hmm. right? And it just takes one bad piece of fruit. There could be 12 pieces in there, but if there's one bad one, they all go bad. And like that, it is so important. And it is up to us as adults and as parents, if we are, that we are as protective of who we let in our space, who, because the people that are in our space are the people who influence us. As you said, we become like them. And it's even been studied that we, we will have the same income within a certain number of mm -hmm. the people that we hang around with. So what are we doing? Right. And so like, this is so important. Now I'm even more excited than ever. I can't wait to do this, <laughs> to go through these exercises. I'll probably get it done in a week. That'd be awesome. I'll have yeah. to write another book. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I know. I know. Sometimes I get books and I can't put them down, but oh my gosh, this is going to be so powerful. All well, right. It's, it's so interesting what you said too, about who the adults surround themselves with, because your children are always watching. You know this, they see yeah. everything, whether they comment on it or not. Yes, they do. And it's yeah. like, you know, when you're, you're out either drinking with your friends, right. Or you're eating with your friends or you're gossiping, right. Like what is happening and why are you doing this and who are these people and why mm -hmm. is it making us be different than who we really are or who we would be without them. And yes. that is, yes, right. Like in each circle that we're in, it's like, we, we need to be our authentic self without the influence of those other people. And yeah, and it, it doesn't work that way. And so that's why it's so important, like who we talk to, who we hang out with, whose energy's leaking, right? We're all leaking. Who's mm -hmm. leaking on you, right? And is it the kind of energy you would work for?
And I love what your friend said. And I believe in that, right? You're either adding to what I'm doing or you're detracting or, you know, I don't, those weren't the exact words, but yes. And that's amazing. And so powerful and such a great lesson to, to take into this new year and live by this year. Right. And really that this pause, which I think has been a gift, the pause, that part of it, um, has, has really shown us like how to do it right. If we really want to, it, if everything's you, it's everything's your choice. It's your choice. Yeah. Everything's there. It's all been set up for us. And now we get to choose. And it's almost like a way to start over and like, you know, really decide, oh my gosh. Okay. Let's do this. Anything else we want to talk about? Anything else you want to share about the book? Um, I would just say thank you for having me because you're always such a joy and your energy is an inspiration to me as well as, you know, so many people who also listen to you. And I just really feel like this is such, you know, it's such a year where you can show um, gratitude. So I, I hope that uh, people receive the book well, because um, it's definitely, you know, my gift. And I hope that it, it helps other people change uh, their well, lives. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. You know, you are one of our favorite people on the She's Invincible podcast. And we just adore you and just all that you're doing in the world and just love how you connect. Um, you know, even in our Facebook group, the She's Invincible podcast tribe, like, I, you know, we've had you come in live when things were scary with mortgages. And I love that. And we need to do that again. Sure. Uh, yeah, this, you know, coming up in the next month or so. But, you know, we just love what you're doing and love that you're courageous in living your best life and wanting to make such an impact and serve the world the way that you do with excellence. And so, and we want to make an impact and together we're going to do that. And so we're just so grateful. And um, so you guys be sure to check out her book and we are gonna shift right now. So we, you know, we are not letting you go without the good, the bad and the ugly. And I know, uh, you know, we have the, the, the original ones from when you were with us in the very beginning. So for our listeners, if you go back to uh, March and April, you'll see uh, two episodes that Alicia was with us that were absolutely amazing as we did did launch our podcast very early in March of 2020. Uh, and Alicia was one of our launch partners and has been such a great support. And so uh, now we've just come through 2020 and uh, there's a whole new list of good, bad, and ugly. And we want to make sure to do that today with you so that we can really encourage our listeners. So let's start with the good. Let's share a good story about 2020. So I think the good story for me is I have my house. Um, I chose, you know, definitely the first two and a half, three months I was in um, isolation and that was tough. That's probably some of the bad and the ugly, but uh, we'll get back to that. But for the good, I chose to focus on, I am not gonna get scared um, because fear weakens the immune system. So I chose to, you know, I'm a big, I love to juice. I, you know, love to have fresh smoothies. I have an organic garden at my at my house. So I chose to take, you know, immunity boosters. You know, I still had my same fresh juice, but I would also, you know, get turmeric from my garden. You know, you can get everything you can get at the grocery store. You don't have to, you know, have that. But uh, yeah, so I chose to focus on my health and feed my body with uh, good, healthy food and feed my mind with positive things. Um, and, you know, it, it was 
So I'm grateful for my health because there's so much, you know, mixed media out there. We don't, you know, that doesn't have a beautiful, positive message like um, your, you know, your invincible tribe. So, um, yeah, so <clears throat> the good is my health. My health is good. I, I was, I'm happy for that. So I'm in good shape. That's awesome. Okay. So tell us a bad story of 2020. Uh, so I was supposed to retire. Um, and you know, that was probably, that didn't happen. So, um, cause I was set to spend pretty much most of the second quarter in Europe, um, you know, do a little bit of my coaching, uh, program for loan officers and, uh, you know, COVID came and, uh, yeah, shut down. So no travel to Europe and uh, ever the optimist, I'm like, okay, I'll just push it off from the second quarter to the third quarter. <laughs> And then I pushed it off. I'm like, no, I don't want to go in fourth quarter because it'll be winter. And I, so now I'm just kind of like, you know, maybe. So that was the bad because I felt like I was in a real, you know, holding pattern um, because you're, then you're not. And for me, it was such a big life change that I had planned and worked for and succeeded. And then bam, I'm not going anywhere. So um, that was definitely bad. Um, but then, you know, the other good about it is, you know, mortgage rates are <laughs> at all time lows again. So, you know, again, I'm grateful that that, that that piece happened too because it filled in the other gap because the ugly part was um, most of my retirement income is uh, in real estate and, We've never had a situation in this country before where the government gave tenants, renters, the ability to not pay because there's a pandemic. And so that was really hard. And at the same time, there were repairs. I mean, just crazy. Like I had to put on a, you know, a few new roofs. I had to, you know, change, get a septic system. So these are not like $500 repairs. They're tens of that add up to tens of thousands of dollars and um you know still have to pay the insurance uh, you know and all that so you know at the same time tenants weren't paying and i i totally understand um and we tried to work it out with every single tenant that was affected by covid you know just what can you pay or you know if we give you this grace period can you make a partial payment you know and we tried to work with them because i don't want to you know I don't want to be the Grinch and I understand that everybody has different circumstances, but the fact that some of the tenants were not paying and they, it was not because of COVID, you know, they were on social security and they were still getting social security during COVID. They just chose not to pay because they didn't have to. So, you know, seeing people, you know, not really be them best self, their best selves was, was hard. And then, it was hard on my pocketbook, you know, and thank goodness I didn't end up to retiring because I had to write big checks instead when I didn't have income coming in. So from, from, from that passive, you know, income. So thank goodness the mortgage business was busy and everything all worked out like it's supposed to. And now I wrote a new book too. <laughs> and those people are all going to have to pay their rent. They have to pay it all back. So, and that, and that's good. Right. So that's, that'll be like money in the bank at some point. 
And, um, but yeah. I, I agree hundred percent with what you said. Um, you know, if, if people's incomes were affected by COVID and they're not able to pay, but for the people who are still making the same amount of money, um, however they're getting it or on a fixed income, don't take advantage of the system. Like that's, that's not good. And so not okay. It's not okay. And bad uh, energy, and bad juju. That'll come that, back and get you. <laughs> that's right. That is bad juju, right? So, and that that's hard. And and so, you know, hopefully as we come through this, people will do the right thing. But you know, the government the government's not gonna allow that forever. So there definitely will be an end to it. And um, one last question for you. I know you said your health, but um, is there, I, I just wanted to ask you like, what is the one biggest thing that you're most grateful for um, from 2020? That as we're, you know, we walk <laughs> out, what are we taking with us that we're like, we're so grateful for this. Yeah, absolutely health. And, but I already kind of said that was a good, so without a doubt, my sphere of support, um, you know, it wasn't an easy year and the people that are close to me, I couldn't ask for better uh, friends and family. So I'm so grateful because <laughs> the beautiful thing about a sphere of support, whether it's family or friends or a combination of both, the beautiful thing about that to me is they love you unconditionally. So they see you at your best, which is when you hope people see you and they see you at your worst and they still love you and support you. And that's, I'm so grateful. I just, I'm so fortunate um, to have amazing people in my life. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. That is amazing. And you know, they say, if you want to have great friends, you have to be a great friend. Right. And I know you are, and I, and I, and that is why you're blessed with such a great tribe and great friends that support you through everything. And, and that's why, because it starts with us. Right. And you're, you're just the best. You're and, so um, sweet, Cammie. Amazing. You're the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you guys make sure you get Alicia's book, the journey to success, 52 weekly habits you can master without sticking a fork in your eye. Alicia, we love you here. Which happy new year to you. And we wish you the best in all you do. And of course, the success of this book and the impact that it's going to make. And we just appreciate you so much. And for our listeners, I don't know where you are today. I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.